holy shit, you know, like historically, you know, women, women have been like oppressed as hell. And even today, and it's just, to me, being a woman is being a boss, owning your body, not taking crap from anybody else and doing what you want to do because you can't do it. I think that this whole set of like women belong in the house. They can't do anything. Their property. Like, have you ever met a woman? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's amazing the things that women can do. Hello, my gorgeous, confident queens, kings, and monarchs out there. This is your confident mama out here ready for season two of getting to share some incredible interviews to help us all live our best, most confident lives as parents, partners, and business owners. Let's get going. Good afternoon, Santi. Yeah. Hi. How are you? I am so good. Thank you so much for being here today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. So do you want to just start us out by introducing yourself a little bit about you, who you are, what you do, all the good things? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Santi Marillo. I am uh, kind of do everything. Uh, My day job is a bartender, I guess, but I'm also an assistant cheerleading coach. Um, I was a cheerleader for 10 years, cheered at UW all through high school. So cheer has always been a big part of my life. Um, yeah, I live in Cheyenne now, moving back to Laramie soon. I don't know if you realize this, um, but we actually cheered together in high school and then you cheered at UW right after I cheered at UW. I remember that. I remember, um, cause I remember going to the clinics when I was, oh God, I was so young. I was like a sophomore in high school and I was going to those things. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely, I remember that. And then we did, uh, all state chair together. Um, I think probably my junior and senior year, both 20, um, it would have been 2012 and 2013. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep, because that was my freshman and sophomore year. Yeah, yeah. oh my God, how funny is it? It's, it is a, it's so such funny. a small world. Seriously, especially in Wyoming. I, yeah. If you know one person, like, you know everyone, I swear. <laughs> oh, yeah, and especially I feel like with cheerleading, it was so, I don't even know the right word I'm looking for, but everybody knew everybody, and, like, not to, like, I don't know, not to, like, to my own horn, but I feel like everybody knew who I was back in the day (laughs) oh yeah for sure when you were in high school everybody knew like who you were for sure so that's funny I'm an assistant coach for Wheatland High School so one of my good friends who I cheered with um we cheered together my freshman year of college she uh after she graduated she went back to Wheatland she's the head coach and it started off just kind of like hey like give me some ideas of cheers right so it was just kind of like um we started slow and then over the years we just got I got more involved and it's been amazing um our first or well let's see my first state uh state chair with them we took third and then the last two years was actually it's been crazy we uh won so taken home first place trophies the past two years it's pretty amazing that is awesome that's so exciting congrats oh thank you no it's fun it's fun to take a a program that, you know, a lot of people, um, look down on, I guess, and to take them to now these are, you know, forces to be reckoned with because they've won. 
Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's so cool. Well, and I mean, for me, um, cheer was such a big part of my life. Like I love being able to go back and coach now. Like it's so much fun. Right. It's, it's so fun. And I seriously, like if it wasn't for cheerleading, I don't think I would have really ever gotten to understand like myself. And also I, I would have never got the confidence that I did get from it. I think it taught me a lot. And I, I was very fortunate to have a lot of great coaches. Um, my high school coach, Margo was amazing. And then did you, did you have Matthew? No, he was the year at after. UW. Mm -hmm. I had Matthew and he was seriously so influential in my life. And I'll, I just, I owe a lot of my um, confidence and all that to him helping me really bring it out. Well, and you're such a confident person now. I was like, I, I was telling her, uh, like, because we were messaging earlier, like, she does amazing modeling and stuff now. Like, I've seen, I, I've seen you with, like, multiple different groups. There was, like, um, a hair group that I think you modeled for out of Cheyenne that, like, you just look incredible. And your confidence is, like, so high. So I'm so happy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I think I modeling is something I always really wanted to do. And I finally was given the opportunity and I, I really have to owe it all to social media. Um, I, I've always kind of, you know, I don't have a huge following, but I have a pretty good size following. And so people, you know, are able to see that, you know, I can't, I'm capable of these things. And so the first photo shoot, like the first real photo shoot I did was for, um, my hair and it was oh that was so fun and it's just that seriously has opened the door to so many more modeling opportunities um I actually have one coming up uh this month in Utah which is super exciting it's for a clothing brand I'm I'm really excited to work with them um it's just crazy because I swear 20 I always told myself or last year um kind of went through a lot it was a really rough year but I promised myself I said 2022 is going to be the year that I really just I just go for it and I'm just going to do it. And then, oh gosh, January 6th, I want to say it was, yeah, that first photo shoot. And it just, from there, it's just going and it's, it's amazing. And I really, I really hope to do this full time what I'm doing, but until then still gotta, you know, <laughs> that's the side job. Yeah. We all understand that we're, we're like mompreneurs here on this podcast. So we understand doing the side hustles while trying to like build your own brand and stuff. And it's hard, but like I said, like I have seen that stuff coming out so I can see like how much work you're putting into it. And like, it's so funny, like when you really want something and like that one door like opens it like starts this whole domino effect of all of the like possibilities that open up for you no it seriously does and then again like that too I think it really builds your confidence right if just like one person believed in me and gave me the opportunity so now I you know now I have the confidence to you know keep going and really just put myself out there and it's hard I, like social media I think that's something that a lot of people don't talk about is putting yourself out there is hard. It's, it's really vulnerable. And especially, you know, cause I remember back a few years before, like being an influencer was a, a thing, really people would always say that like, Oh, if you put your post on your story and tell people to go like it, like that's cringy. 
but like when you look at it from a influencer perspective it's like no that's actually strategic that's marketing it's like how you get engagement um so I think really like getting past that like are people going to judge me are they going to think what I'm doing is cringy is my content going to be relatable that's that's all struggles that we go through but you know social media you only show the the best parts of your life so you don't ever want to show that struggle oh yeah it's true I feel like social media is such like this double-edged sword where there's so many great things that come with it like obviously I feel like it's definitely impacted like our generation and then the generations that are coming after us because like we're way more open to things I think because of like the influence of social media but also like there's so much fakeness on social media sometimes that it can be hard so like especially on my social media I always try and post like the good times and the bad times too just to make sure that people understand like everything's not always so perfect. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. And I think too, like how you mentioned kind of our generation, we grew up when Instagram, you know, it was first started and it was like pictures of food with that stupid like Valencia filter. And now it's turned into, you can work with a brand and make money off of a link that you put on your post. Like, and I remember thinking, you know, when Instagram stories started, like, oh, that's so stupid bit like you know is the snapchat 2.0 but in reality now you know with some of the uh, beauty brands I'm working with that's what they want is they want you to promote their product on your story because it's just more people can see it that way it's just crazy like oh gosh (laughs) it's a whole thing now it's a whole thing (laughs) it is it's a whole business and it's a whole production and I don't know like it is my dream to go full-time with it but I'm like oh my gosh if I go full-time with this that that's gonna be a struggle that I, you know, it's gonna, it'll be something I definitely have to get used to, but I'm definitely ready for that challenge. Yeah. I mean, I think honestly that you would be great at it. It's just, I mean, it's a full-time job, just like any other job. And I think people don't realize that or don't take it as seriously as it actually is. No, for real. Like, you know, people think, oh, you just take a picture. It's no, I'm writing in my calendar what content I'm going to shoot, what time I'm going to post it. You know, if I promote something, when that has to go, it's it's a lot that people don't think. And, you know, Instagram, I, I almost kind of wish I, you know, I didn't get back into this uh, sort of side of it. That way I could just post, you know, stupid pictures of like my dogs, or like my food or whatever. <laughs> but like, no, it's all about what I got to post, what's going to market myself and what's true to my brand. Yeah. So how do you decide what you post or what um, groups that you work with to stay true to like yourself and your brand? Yeah, for for sure. So I'm all about, um, I love promoting women-owned business. That's something that's just, I love doing that. Um, So with like the the hair shoot that we did, that was for a salon that's owned by um, a woman here in Cheyenne. Her name is Michelle. She's amazing. And I just really, I believe in her work. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to put my face on this because I really do believe in it. Um, Same with like even uh, some of the beauty brands I work with. I really like to stick to ones that are very inclusive, um, but are also very, uh, very female led is how I really like to do it. Um, And when it comes to my personal content, oh, that's a, it's kind of, I just have to think about like, I, 
every Sunday is my, like Sundays are my reset days. I'm really not active on social media. Um, but I kind of think I'm like, okay, is there any like unique pieces of clothing I have that I would love to share? You know, is there any beauty tips? Am I trying any new products? Things like that, that I really just think like, okay, I find value in this product. So how can I use my influence to share that love? And I'll never, if I don't like something, even if it was sent to me for free, I'll never promote it if I don't like to, unless I'm contractually obligated, which, you know, that's a whole mess in itself of like what these brands expect. But I, again, it's being very selective with who you work with. Cause it's not, you know, if a brand reaches out to you, you don't have to say yes, you could say no. So it's really taking the time, research the businesses. They send you, you know, uh, a lot of the things I do, they send you product for free and then you just review it, post for them. So I like to do my research first before I commit to anything. Yeah. I love that. I think that's super important. And like, um, I love that you say you mostly like help promote women-owned businesses and like ones that are centered around inclusivity. I think that's super important, especially for like what we talk about around here, because we're mostly, like I said, those female business owners here. What does being a woman mean to you and why is it so important for you to support other women? I think so uh, when I, so kind of a little backstory, uh, when I went to college, I majored in sociology and I minored in gender and women's studies. So it was there that I really got to learn about like, like first wave feminism, second wave feminism, third wave feminism. And I was like, holy shit, you know, like historically, I'm sorry if I'm not supposed to cuss. Um, we don't care. <laughs> I was like, historically, you know, women, women have been like oppressed as hell. And even today, and it's just, to me, being a woman is being a boss owning your body, not taking crap from anybody else and doing what you want to do because you can do it. I think that this whole mindset of like, you know, with like this, like, I don't even know, like 1900s or I guess even before then mindset of like women belong in the house. They can't do anything. Their property. Like, have you ever met a woman? (laughs) like you know what I mean like it's amazing the things that women can do like one I mean growing a whole human that's insane but also like just the fact that we were so underestimated for so long and here we are proving ourselves day after day after day of doing more even sometimes you know I just think that being a woman is being a boss I think that's how I would sum it up (laughs) I love it yes we totally are those bosses though I feel like it's so interesting because we had been stuck in that role of like basically running a household instead of going to work we're now transferring those skills that we learned like the management of everything right and taking it into workplaces and we're totally owning it because we have this totally different mental mindset where we can like you know, focus on a million different things at once and do great at all of them all at once too. And, and that's a struggle that I, I think a lot of people like don't see, you know, they don't see it like, yeah, we're at work succeeding in our career, doing what we love. But I also have a house that I take care of, you know what I mean? But I'll be damned if I clean up the yard, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it, it's like, it kind of fall, I, I will say me personally, I do fall into some sort of those like, you know, like, I guess, traditional roles, but I'm also like, don't expect this of me just because I'm a woman. Like I, if I don't want to clean the house, I'm not going to clean the house. If I don't want to do laundry, I'm not going to do it. Like 
like with me and my boyfriend, I think we're both on the same page. It's a partnership. And while we can expect some things from each other, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like there was a point in time where I was the breadwinner and I loved it. I love doing that because I was like, I can make all the decisions. Like this is mine. But now we're on a pretty, you know, we make about the same money. Um, we share the housework. We share the responsibilities with the dogs. And it's amazing. It's so great. And I'm like, this is what I needed in my life. Because if I, I could not be with a man that expected me to be at home in the kitchen doing all this for him. Like, no, I have dreams of my own. I tried that for like three months when my son was born and I was like I cannot do this it makes me crazy like I need to be working and doing something for myself along with all of these things that I'm doing like for our family and everything and yeah I think every partnership is different and you have to like come together as a partnership and decide what kind of those expectations are between you but again, it's a partnership. So make those decisions together rather than, you know, just being thrust into a role that you're expected to be. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, for some women, like that's, you know, that's their whole life is, you know, being in the house and raising children and I, more like more power to you because I couldn't do it. I almost wish I could like, you know, how amazing it would be to not, you know, have to go to work and, you know, kind of stay at home. Like I give more power to those women, but it's just amazing that, like I said, we can do it. We can do what we're expected and more. And I love that. Yeah, me too. So then the second part you said that is super important to you is the inclusivity part. So obviously it's June now. So it's yes. Pride Month. What does inclusivity mean to you and why is Pride important to you? So inclusive inclusivity to me means just accepting people for who they are as a person. I feel like we got so tied up in these labels and these, it's so, it's just so dumb because these labels are just meant to like keep us apart from each other. But it's like, we're all human. We're all living on the same planet and we all do the same things. So like, we might as well just get along. Um, and that's why pride is so important to me because uh, a lot of people think that, you know, oh, well, like, you know, gay marriage is legal. It has been since 2015, which like, amazing that's so great but then they don't see the day-to-day -day struggles that the lgbtq community faces and also now with this crazy legislation that's going on in like florida and like you know all the south yeah. it's yeah. just insane because it's like now we're backtracking but that's what pride is and i think i think a lot of people have the misconception about pride that it's all about you know parades and all this and like yeah it, that's amazing i love pride festivals they're so iconic but what it comes down to is a celebration of all the obstacles that the LGBT community has overcome. But so even though we've come so far, we still have a long way to go, you know, especially, like I said, there's this legislation going on in the South. There's uh, a lot of, a lot of like institutional, I guess, like misogyny and sexism, especially towards trans women. Um, I feel like, there's a, there's a lot of misogyny in the world as it is, right? But the second there's a trans woman, it's like the topic of conversation is so drastically shifted that it always gets shifted to men, which is funny because, you know, people always say like, they're like, oh, I don't want men. I'm like, okay, well, she's a woman. Like, look at her. You know what I mean? And it's just, 
it's so gross the, the way that trans women are talked about in mainstream news anymore. And again, that's why pride's important to me because it's time to overcome this closed-minded way of thinking and just accept people as they are for the people that they are, like regardless of label, because it doesn't, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think it's a bit ridiculous. I mean, like we were talking earlier, like women already face like so much misogyny and, you know, other bull crap. And then you add like being trans as a woman on top of that. And it's like, now you have two layers of misogyny and bull crap to have to go through every single day. No, seriously. And that's something, you know, uh, transitioning in Wyoming, it was something that I wasn't like, I was terrified, I'm not gonna lie, um, but I had the support of all of my teammates, of my family, of my close friends, and actually it was surprising, uh, Wyoming Athletics, which was crazy, but they all supported me 100%. At the end of the day, my safety and happiness is what they cared about. And I'm so grateful for them because if I didn't have that like safety net around me, I would never have become the person that I am today. And it's, it's just crazy to think, you know, that was only five years ago. So to think, you know, what if I, what if I wouldn't have done it? You know what I mean? It's just, I'm like, where would I have been? Would I even be here? Which is, you know, a scary thought to have, but it's the truth. I mean, it's so hard when you're not able to like live as your authentic, like most confident self. Like, so I definitely understand. I'm so happy to hear you say though, that like all of that support came for you. Cause especially in Wyoming, we're such a conservative state that I feel like yeah. it can be especially hard. It definitely is. I will, I will say I am very fortunate. Um, I definitely had, you know, like I said, everybody supported me. Um, and for the most part, I, I mean, I've never had anything bad happen to me, you know, I uh, think, and thank God for that. I really am so grateful for that. But I, I do know a lot more, you know, trans people that have transitioned in Wyoming um, who have had more negative experiences, which is definitely unfortunate. So my, you know, my heart is definitely with the trans community always, not only because I'm a part of it, but because I know the struggles and I, and I am, like I said, I can see that I'm very lucky and I'm so grateful for that, but I want to use my story and I want to use my, I want to say my privilege. I want to use that to help people. Yeah. I love that. And honestly, that's what we're about here is like using our own struggles and turning them into like positives where we can impact other people. We can build business out of it. Cause I think that's where our greatest strengths lie is in the hardships we face and the lessons and strengths that we get out of it, which I mean, nobody likes to say that those like hard times are great, but they do provide us with things that we can use to help other people in similar situations. I 100% agree. I love that you're doing that. So um, for those who aren't in the LGBTQ like community, how can we be better allies? Like what can we do, especially, I mean, not just during this month, but all year round? Yeah, I definitely think education is the biggest thing. I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions that go on about the LGBTQ community, especially regarding trans people and non-binary people. I feel like people don't fully understand it, so then they reject it. Whereas if we just take the time to educate ourselves, right, it's so much easier to understand a person's point of view 
and the struggles they're facing. And it's, you know, you don't have to be, uh, and please don't be that friend that's like, you know, like, oh, I love my gay friend. I love my trans friend. Like, we don't want that. We just want to know that like you support us in whatever we do. And if I need to call somebody at the end of the day, I, I got you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I also think to not, it's just for my like my own personal experience is don't think that we're all like a stereotype you know what I mean (laughs) there's a lot of there's a lot of uh parts of queer culture that I enjoy so like you know I I love drag queens I love you know pride festivals there are a lot of queer people who have no interest in that at all and that's totally fine but the second you know you start trying to use the like trendy lingo with them it's like oh god please just don't do that (laughs) um but definitely educate yourselves um I think that's the biggest piece of advice I can give Uh, yeah I agree and I think that part is kind of hard especially right now because of things like what's going on in Florida right now with the don't say yeah um I think that makes it even more important for us especially those of us who are like parents to do that education without our home right and it is definitely hard and um I think the best way like uh, there's honestly there's so many great resources out there uh here in Wyoming we have Wyoming Equality Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a nonprofit organization. They're amazing with providing information. Um, I, for the most part, am a, an open book. I will tell anybody anything, you know, with like within reason, of course. Um, and also, I think, I mean, like Planned Parenthood online, there's just so many great resources online. I think that people just don't take advantage of. Even TikTok, oh my gosh, TikTok, I swear <laughs> I learn something new every single day on there. Um, yeah, I, t- I couldn't even imagine having a child right now and trying to explain, you know, the world's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it is crazy. Yeah, um, we, so one of our last episodes, I believe it was earlier in this season, it might have been at the end of last season, um, is with one of my really good friends, Rin, and they came on and they actually work for Wyoming Equality. So we have those resources. If you could go back and find uh, Rin's episode, the links to Wyoming Equality should be on there. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I briefly worked for Wyoming Equality, just like a little sidebar, briefly. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, I love it. They're a great organization, we love them. They are. So I guess my final question for you you've talked so much about like how your confidence has grown and changed and like obviously you're doing all these cool new things and there's like that confidence growth that comes with it um what tips do you have for finding your true authentic and most confident self oh that's a great question um I think the biggest thing is definitely step outside of your comfort zone I know that's hard but once you do it and you immerse yourself into a situation where you can be vulnerable, I think from there, it's like, okay, I'm going to take a step back and really reflect on me. You know what I mean? Um, so like, for example, me with cheerleading, I had never, I had no cheer experience ever. I was horrible. I sucked my freshman year. Really? I was so bad. I was, I would not expect awful. that. <laughs> In high school, it was so bad, but I stuck with it because I was like, you know, this is something I really want to do. And once I really found my passion for it, I just blossomed because I was like, okay, I'm going to work hard at this. I really want this. 
and it was amazing. And after that, I was like, okay, great. And then I think aside from that, you also have to be open to criticism, which is really hard, but we get, you know, criticized every day and we're, we're our own worst critic. And I can definitely, um, attest to that, (laughs) but I think that is like learning to not criticize yourself as hard as you do, because like I said, we are all our worst and give yourself grace and don't take criticism from other people so personally because it's not personal I think once you can do that you can really start to get a little bit more confident because you're like no I I believe in me I you know if you got to say something sure I'll take it into account but it's not going to affect me at the end of the day because I still believe in myself um with finding your true authentic self I oh gosh it's trial and error I, (laughs) I I I swear it's like it's the hardest thing um, I will say be open to any and all ideas because for me, for the longest time in my life, um, you know, I, I started, I started transitioning at 20. So before then I had always identified, you know, as a gay male and I was, was like, Oh, I, I don't, I have no idea what, you know, like, I, I don't think I'm going to be transgender, blah, blah, blah. but I honestly, I didn't even know what that was. I had no idea what it was, <laughs> like what that even yeah. meant, you know? And I think had I had that those resources and the education I have now, when I was, you know, maybe like 13, 14, I would have started my transition a long time ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's part of like the, you know, lack of education and stuff, but I, I agree. I think it's one of those things where we just have to be open to what life is going to bring to us and like, you know, having all the resources available to us and making the decisions that fit us best, regardless of what everybody around us is going to say. And like, if you have that support coming from people, great. Like, but if you don't, like, you still have to be able to like, be yourself and be okay with that regardless of what's going on. And I think that's where real true confidence comes from is just like being authentic and knowing yourself and being willing to grow because growth has to happen daily. I don't think it's ever stagnant. (laughs) No. Yeah. I, like I said, every day, I feel like I learned something new and it's just crazy because, you know, and it's kind of like bringing back to what you said, finding something or sorry, sorry my dog is like all in me um finding something that you're passionate about and staying with it I am persevering you know I think that's definitely something that helps you become more confident and find your true self because so often right how how many things are we told that are like shameful or like we shouldn't do because it's you know cringe or embarrassing like Mm -hmm. but if you don't continue to do those things you're never gonna grow and be confident at it because you're gonna just keep listening to all those haters we don't like listening to the haters around here. <laughs> no. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. Where can we find you and all of your stuff? Yes, thank you. Um, all of my social medias, all the handles are the same. It's all uh, Santi, S-A-N-T-I-X-Murillo, M-U-R-I-L-L-O. That's uh, all of, that's Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, uh, Facebook, just Santi Morello. Um, I think that's all I have. <laughs> there might be like a, there might be like some random Visco or something on there, but I don't use that. Instagram is definitely my main platform. 
Okay, perfect. Awesome. Well, we will go and find you there. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Y'all, wasn't that just incredible? Thank you for being here with me today. And if you loved this episode, please leave us a review and share and tag us on all your socials. We'll see you next time.